Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. This manifester is pretty excited to be back in the house. I got to tell you, like, (laughs) I am pretty thrilled to be here and to be recording a solo episode for you guys. I've had the pleasure lately of running a manifesto mastermind. It was a very kind of impromptu, splenic creative urge that came through. And um, I shared about it a couple of times on my Instagram stories. And I've created this really beautiful, intimate group of three manifesto women. And we've been going through an intensive kind of quantum shifting experience. It's very high level. It's it's really gorgeous seeing the exchanges. And it's just, it's really inspiring me with um, just a lot of the, the topics that are coming up, a lot of the exchanges that we're having, a lot of the shifts that they're seeing. It's been really beautiful for me to revisit a lot of these things and see them through a new lens and experience them just in new ways and in new shapes and you know that that kind of old feeling of like oh nostalgia like sentimentality yeah I remember when I learned this and I remember why it was important and, and I might have forgotten it a little bit because you know maybe it wasn't so fresh and so new anymore so coming back into a place of realization with some of these lessons about being a manifester and what that means and how we operate in alignment I mean it's just beautiful you know, it's just, it's been so delicious. So in lieu of that, in light of that, in addition to that, I don't know, but something connected to that, <laughs> something connected to what has come up in the Manifesto Mastermind, um, I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to come on and do a podcast episode about it for you today because I feel like it is an area that so many manifestors continue to navigate between. Um And it's something that was really pivotal in my journey of learning how to use my energy for the most impactful, most profound, most prosperous way. What we're talking about here is how do we use our initiating energy as manifestors when other people want us to use it for them? How do we use our manifestor energy well if we're using it for others? How do we determine when to use it for others and when to use it for ourselves? I feel like this kind of distinction here, this clarity is a real game changer. It's a real game changer in the human design journey, in the manifesto journey. And to be quite frank with you, I'm actually a bit surprised that I've never really spoken about it before. I guess (laughs) it's just 
come into my desire to share it, perhaps when you guys are ready to receive it. So that's what today's podcast episode is all about. Let's start with some distinctions to begin with, right? Let's just make it real clear, real, real practical, as is my way. If you have been listening to the podcast at all, I like to make things kind of crystal clear and really grounded and just really easy concepts to grab hold of. So manifestors are the initiators. We're the initiators of the collective. That's what we do. We are the only people who have this sort of um, pure form of initiating energy. Everybody is able to initiate, right? So everybody is able to begin things, to commence things, to create things. That is not unique to manifestors. Every energy type, every person under the sun can initiate. What's unique about manifestors is that we are doing our initiations in response to divine energy right? So we're not doing our initiations in response to people or places or things. We are doing our initiation in response to this very intangible, untouchable, um, kind of hard to understand 5D divine source, God, angels, universal energy, whatever you want to call that. And those, those prompts, are coming through us and we are responding to it from our bodies and allowing ourselves to be the vessel that initiates that desire, initiates that urge, initiates that need. This is 100% the reason why we as manifestors don't enjoy completing things. It's why we struggle to stay with something consistently. And in fact, it's very unhealthy for a manifestor to stay with something consistently The way that we are really wired is to be that catalyst. It's to be the initiator. We often get referred to as the birth mothers, which we very much are, birth mothers, birth fathers. We are birthing things through our bodies, through our throats, through our actions, through our efforts, through our informing, right? We are using our energy, our skills, um, our, our bodies, our brains. We are using that to initiate this thing that wants to be initiated and bringing it all to life. And then when it's done, our job is done, right? Our job is done when we have initiated something. And that's why we disconnect. That's why we get bored. That's why we can't consistently hold on to something because your energy simply doesn't want to make itself available for that. That's why I say that manifestors have this kind of pure form of initiating because all we do is initiate. We don't sustain. We don't complete we don't even repeat. We're not consistent. When we're in alignment, we actually very rarely go back to repeat something. Um, we might want to touch back in on an old creative urge and and shape it differently. It brings some freshness to it, you know, bring some light to it. That can feel new and exciting. But we are not the type of people who uh, will have the same job you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday for 30 years. Uh, We are not the people who will have the repeating signature program that our entire business is built around. It's just not the way that manifest energy is truly designed to operate in its, its ideal flow. Initiating is a really intoxicating skill. Initiating is so shiny and so exciting 
And to other people, it's really, really inspiring, right? It's really magnetic. It's really kind of like the fireworks lighting up the sky. I know that we as manifestors don't necessarily feel it that way. Um, Often when we are initiating, especially if it's deliberate, right? Like we're deliberately initiating a creative urge. Often to us, that initiating feels a lot more just like, I don't know, like a roller coaster ride. We're kind of like, woohoo, like this is cool. Like strap me in and let me go because this is what I want to do and this is an adventure and this is fun and I'm just doing it for me and I just want to see how this thing turns out. Um, but I've come to learn over many years of doing this now that the way that other people see that manifester initiating and feel that energy of the manifestor's ability to initiate actually comes across as very inspirational. They're very inspired by your ability to initiate. And honestly, even when you are not deliberately initiating a thing, you are still the embodiment of the initiator. You are the whole the whole embodiment of the initiating energy remember in its purest form you are all initiation so you impact people you catalyze people you initiate people your energy is doing it for you without you even realizing that it is happening everyone is being initiated by you that will either trigger them and they they're not ready for it and they don't want to be around your energy or they find it really juicy, really exciting, really curious, and they want to come up closer. They want more of it. They want to be around you more often. They want to follow you. They want to do what you do. And in a lot of cases, when we put this into a business or corporate setting, what we discover is that people see your ability and sense your ability to initiate and they want to leverage it for their own growth. They want to leverage it for them. They want to utilize that as an asset so that they can push their project forward, so that they can scale their business, so that they can bring in more money, so that they can do something that they feel like they haven't quite been able to do on their own. Now, for this reason, manifestors tend to, a lot more in a a kind of nine-to-five job setting and employment setting rather than a business setting, but manifestors tend to find themselves in these positions as employees where we are just really being taken advantage of. We really are having our initiating energy being leached dry because we are giving it to everybody else or just giving it to your boss or to your colleague or your team or whoever it may be, but we're giving this initiating energy away for the sake of other people's growth, for the sake of other people's benefit. I do find that this is something that you can manage for a little while. At first, it can feel kind of new. It can feel kind of shiny. It can feel really good to be recognized and to be seen as valuable and as though you're a really critical, integral part of whatever is going on. And you'll usually be getting that feedback as well. Like when you start a new job, there's that honeymoon period of them saying, oh my goodness, you're amazing. You're the best we've ever had. You're bringing us so much. This is extraordinary. And as a manifesto, that feels just really lovely, right? It feels really nice to be 
recognized as like, I am different and I am special and I am important and I am bringing something unique. And yes, you couldn't do it without me because I, you know, I am rare. Not many people can do what I do. But pretty soon toxicity starts to creep in. Firstly, because people get so enamored with your ability to initiate and they enjoy so much what that brings them in terms of their ability to grow and their ability to bring in money, their ability to succeed, that they want you to do it consistently. They want you to show up day in and day out and just initiate for them. Just push everything forward. And if you know anything about being a manifester, you'll know that we are not consistent in any matter. (laughs) Consistency is not part of our DNA. We can't even initiate consistently. We initiate in bursts. We have this sort of cyclical energy, which is an unpredictable cycle. So it's weird to call it cyclical, but it is right? We have this cycle of energy where the energy will come out and it will be magnetic and it will initiate a lot. And then because it's actually impossible for a human being to initiate at that level all the time, it's too much of an energetic frequency to hold. We then need to initiate, get the initiation done, and then we have to rest. And we go into very long periods of rest cycle where initiation is actually really difficult for us to do. And if you continue to try and push yourself through that, you actually really are putting yourself in sacral conditioning um, and you'll burn out. You'll burn out. What we see here is manifestors get angry. We get really angry. You're either explosively angry, and this tends to be where manifestors like up and quit their job unpredictably, or you're deeply resentful. And you don't express that anger, you just hold it and you feel it and it drags your body down and it will, I guarantee you, it will make you sick. Somewhere along the line, your body will not be able to hold that intensity of resentment and your body will get sick. A lot of manifestors out there walking around with inflammatory chronic illnesses because we are just not using our energy properly. I think for most of us, this is the experience that we have had of initiating for others. And that's disappointing, right? I I actually think that that is a real tragedy for us. Certainly in my employment history, I mean, I've been employed, like I worked for people before I went into business and that's what it was. At every single workplace, it was the same story on repeat. People getting really excited about me coming in, really intoxicated with my energy, then getting very angry and manipulative and controlling of me when I couldn't sustain that every single day for them. They wanted me to be able to hand all of that over without without any value add back to me right? Just like give it over, give it over, give it over to us because this really works for us. But then we, we want you to kind of dance you know, monkey, like show up, be the show pony, bring it all the time. Because once we've seen that you can do it at that level, we don't ever want you to do less. So I found that I always ran into sticky situations with that in jobs. And I would go from job to job to job and expect it to be different, expect it to be, oh, it was just my last boss that was the problem, or it was a colleague that I worked with, or it was the industry that I was in. And in reality, it was just my energy. It was just the way that my energy was being used for other people. 
And there's a sadness to that. There's a sadness in having had that experience. There's wounding around that. I feel like there's a level of trauma still associated with that that I continue to journey through. And for most of us, it's one of the main reasons that propels us very quickly into running our own business. Because we eventually arrive at the place where, firstly, we say, I don't want to be told what to do. So I'm going to start my own business so nobody is there to tell me what to do. But secondly, I've recognized that I have an energetic skill. I have an ability to do things and I'm just tired of giving it away to other people. I'm tired of other people gaining hugely, massively, significantly from what I can bring and I am left with nothing. I am not receiving the success that they are getting, but additionally, I have no initiation energy left to initiate anything of my own either. Both of those positions feel awful. It it just feels really dark and really low and really kind of It's tired for your soul. I feel like as manifestors, our, our souls really kind of like, oh, like again, really? Because we have an inner knowing, we have a deep sense within us that our ability to initiate is meant to be for us. It's meant to be for our creative urges, the things that want to come through us. We're meant to sort of go off on a different path and, and do initiate and do the things that come through us rather than initiate and do the things that other people want us to. So there is a a sense of fragility and preciousness and sacredness to our ability to do that. And often that's hard for us to acknowledge. It's hard for us to acknowledge that we cannot be the same as everybody else in a career arena. We, We just cannot kind of beat this system because we were not designed to be in the system. We were designed to be outside of that system. We were designed to be creating the systems that other people respond to. And so it can often feel like it's untenable, right? There, there is a sort of moment of realization where for a lot of manifestors, not for everyone, but there tends to be a moment of realization for a lot of us where we recognize, oh, I just, I can't be employed by other people, I can't be a good employee. I can't continue to pursue this path and expect this pattern to change because the truth is I am here to initiate and my initiation energy is precious. It's not consistent. It's not always available. And when it is available, I need to be able to use it for the urge that it wants to be used on. And that's that space of alignment is where we really come into our own as manifestors. It's where we start to get hugely magnetic. It's where we really receive success and prosperity. And the the nuance here is that some people can have that in a corporate setting, right? There, I speak to the most amazing number of manifestors who um, have a lot of that autonomy and freedom and um, ability to kind of receive the impact of their initiations in their professional career, that is spectacular. That is beautiful. It's not necessarily being a boss, you know, being a business owner, sorry, or being an employee. That's the distinction here. It's the dynamic of the relationships around you. Am I using my ability to initiate for other people? And what I see a lot of the time, if we jump over into the business space here, because so many of you are in business, 
what I see a lot of the time and what I experience for myself is that when we come into business, we just start repeating those patterns because that's all we've ever known. What we know is that we can initiate and we know how to do it for other people. And we come into a business space, which is full, full of sacral energy, even full of projectors and all of these people who are able to respond and get a lot of joy out of responding and get a lot of uh, respect and success and satisfaction out of responding. And we say, okay, well, if I'm going to succeed in this space in business, I guess I need to keep initiating for other people. And remember, exactly, exactly the same relationship dynamic is at play. So you will find as a manifester in business that you can establish yourself in this kind of crazy niche or put yourself under a big, broad umbrella. You can be walking your own path and creating your own things. And you will still have people up in your spaces. You will have audience members. You will have paying clients, people coming to you saying, oh my gosh, I need your initiation energy. (laughs) They won't present it like that. They'll be like, they'll be coaching clients that will want to just continually stay with you, continually work with you, even though you've got nothing left to offer them. Even though you're like, yo guys, you've done the journey, time to move on. And they're like, oh no, I want to stay with you forever because they are a addicted to the the energy that you are producing that is initiating them. It's catalyzing them. They don't have to stand on their own two feet because your energy is propping them up. It's doing it for them. You'll find it from audience members who just, right, social media is such a big one for this, where people are up in your space saying, oh, I want you to create content on this. I want you to create a program on this. I want you to record podcast episodes on this. And I love you guys. We're at like about 9,000 followers, I think, on Instagram at the moment. And I swear to God, at least 40% of you have at some point dropped into my DMs or my comments and said, I want you to create content on XYZ. (laughs) You are responding to my initiating energy and you want me to initiate for you. You want me to use my energy and my ability to initiate for you and for your gain, for your transformation, for your growth, for your knowledge, for your intellect, for your awareness. You want me to initiate for you. And I'm challenging you to firstly be aware of that and secondly to look at where in your business are you responding to people wanting you to initiate for them? Oftentimes when manifestors in business come to me and they say, my programs are not selling, I feel like I'm not making money in this space, my first question is, are the things that you're selling creative urges or are they ideas or are they strategic concepts that somebody wanted you to create or that you thought the market really needed? Our prosperity exists in the creative urges, guys. That is where our initiating energy wants to go. It wants to be reserved and used preciously and with sensitivity and with exquisite awareness for our creative urges. And when the urge has come through and it has been initiated, then your energy to initiate will stop again and it'll kind of drizzle away and you'll go into a rest. Your rest cycle is then preparing you to build up that initiating energy for the next creative urge. And here 
is the mechanics of what occurs when you are using that initiating energy, not for a creative urge, but to initiate an idea, to initiate a strategic concept, or to initiate for somebody else. Maybe you're even in business partnership, right? And and you have a non-manifester as a business partner, and they rely on you to be the initiator for the whole thing, for the whole partnership, for the whole collaboration. This is exactly the same. You can still be initiating for others, even when you're in business doing it on your own. But here's the mechanics of what's happening. You only have a certain amount of really kind of top-notch, high-level, really magnetic initiating energy. Yes, you are always initiating. Manifestors, even if you're in the depths of a rest cycle, you're still you're still an initiator. You're still initiating other people. You always have that, that kind of energy frequency about you. When you are in a creative cycle, however, and you have a creative urge, that initiating energy is at its most powerful. It's at its most clear, it's most direct, it's most bold. That that initiating energy, if we put it towards a creative urge, it's like filling the cup all the way to the top and overflowing it. You've got a glass in front of you, the initiating energy gets poured in, poured in, poured in, poured in, poured in. And when it starts to overflow and that ripple effect of your creative urge being initiated has gone out, that's when the initiating energy starts to wane. When you are initiating for other people, we pour a little bit of initiating energy into one cup and a little bit into another cup and a little bit into another cup. And if you happen to have a creative urge and you want to initiate that for yourself, you might pour a little bit into your creative urge cup if you've got some left over. You might have these moments of, no, I'm just going to do this for myself. And you come over and you pour a little initiating energy into that cup. And then what have we got? We have four or five or six or 10 or 20 partially filled cups. We don't have overflow anywhere. We don't have huge ripple effect anywhere. Again, as I said, we are always initiating. We are always impacting people. But what happens when we use that initiating energy for other people and for their growth, for their journey, for their success, for their prosperity, is that we dilute our initiating energy. We dilute it down and we share it across all of those different relationships. And I got to tell you, People around you who are receiving your initiating energy will freaking love it. (laughs) They will love it. You might have clients, if you do coaching or mentoring, you might have clients who are just like, you are the best. I love being in your space. Like they are so happy. They're writing you testimonials. They're submitting testimonial videos. They are thrilled. They're talking you up like the word of mouth is going crazy because it feels amazing to them. It feels incredible to them to be receiving this energy from you. Unfortunately, your energy is not designed to be used for other people, not in that direct manner. Your energy is designed to be used for your creative urges. So then the whole collective can experience the outcome. So the whole collective can be impacted and transformed rather than that one-on-one client or that one-on-one friend. 
The truth is that your energy is meant to be streamlined. It's meant to go towards one thing. And when that one thing is done, we rest. You'll find that there are times when you have a little bit of initiating energy left over. I'm currently kind of in this very strange space where I'm in a creative ur- a creative cycle, but I don't have a creative urge. And so I have a lot of initiating energy going on at the moment and I'm using it. I'm using it for mastermind clients. I'm using it for live aspects in my programs. I'm using it to record some more content. I'm using it to go back to old creative urges and initiate them a little bit more. I have excess initiating energy at the moment and so I'm kind of spreading it around. I'm pouring it around. But generally speaking, that's a pretty unusual situation. I think this is the first time I've ever experienced this in many, many years. Be mindful that for you, the vast majority of the time, your initiating energy is going to show up at its biggest when you are going into a creative urge. If you're feeling like you're never getting anywhere, with your manifesto energy, if you feel like you are kind of never arriving at the place where people are fully recognizing what you're doing, you're not receiving money for it, you're not, you're not receiving success or recognition or validation for it, investigate yourself. Where might you be using your initiating energy for other people and not giving it wholeheartedly into your creative urge? If you are not feeling creative urges, this may be because you are initiating for other people and not for you and you don't have any energy left over to even allow that creative urge to come through. It can be a really beautiful thing to initiate for others. Remember that you're always doing it anyway, but you can certainly amplify that if you've got some energy left over. But your role is to be here to initiate for the whole world. You're here to initiate the things that people need. You're not here to initiate just one person here and one person there. You are here to initiate the entire collective into exactly the transformation and progression that they need. And manifestors are the only energy type to do that. The only energy type to do that. This is a great space of responsibility for us because no one is going to manage your energy allocation for you. In fact, quite the opposite. People will be often demanding that your energy gets used for them. And it is up to you to honor yourself, to respect yourself, to be responsible for the management of your own energy. And where necessary, tell people no. Tell people that you don't have energy to use for the things that they want, that you are using your energy for your urge at the moment And maybe I'll get back to you, right? I think this has been a bit of a catalyst. Just this conversation, the the sense that my spleen is giving me is that this alone has been a catalyst for a lot of you. I feel like a lot of you are going to be listening and just kind of immediately ruminating on this and contemplating it and mulling it through. So I'm going to leave it there because I feel like that's enough. That's enough for you. But as always, if this episode has spoken to you, please feel free to drop us a DM and just share your thoughts. We love to read your stories. Um, I can't respond personally to questions in DMs. Uh, I can't use my initiating energy for you, remember, but I certainly do love to receive the feedback. Um, Share it on social media. Share how this has impacted you. 
this podcast is such a beautiful, sacred space of receiving and teaching and impact. And um, I really just love to, to see that, right, to, for you guys to show me how it's impacting you. So I hope that this has been a helpful episode. I really can't wait for you to listen to it. I think it's going to be incredible. And I will catch you super soon in another episode. But until then, as always, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at the Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.